The following is a fourth-hand production. Who doesn't love a good video game? Escapism at its finest. Get lost in a world that isn't your own. Control a character that isn't you. Restore order into a world of chaos. What if the roles were reversed? What if the game became the controller? What if you became the pawn? In a suburban arcade near Portland, Oregon in 1981, that very thing might have taken place. Local players noticed that one game cabinet, Polybius, drew the longest lines. Gamers who tried it couldn't stop playing and began acting oddly. They were nauseous, stressed, and had horrific nightmares. Others had seizures or attempted suicide. Many felt unable to control their own thoughts. Some allegedly even died. It was only later that they recalled how Polybius was serviced more often than other games. Men in black suits opened the machine every week, recorded its data, and left with no interest in the coins. Soon after it appeared, the mysterious arcade game vanished without warning, leaving no record of its existence. It's one of the biggest legends in the gaming world, and though most believe the game never existed, that's exactly what the men in black suits would want you to think. It's a story that just will not die, but we'll do our best to kill it next on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. You silly fools are not crazy! This hysteria. You can't handle the truth! Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie! But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that has never had our mind controlled by a video game, but has controlled a video game with our minds and fist and forearms. This is Hysteria 51. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Yeah, well, uh, just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Twelve-year-old Fred Savage already crushing it. Broad- dog, Fred. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I'm your dungeon master on this quest. The dungeon master. My name is John Goforth. Alongside is my co-captain and the man with all the tokens, Mr. Brent Alex Rogan Hand. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sewer and the Kodan Armada. Hell yes, John. A vintage return to our childhood. You know, a lot of the technology that era helped inspire the design for the third host of this show. Shall we play a game? Would you stop with the comparisons to shitty Matthew Broderick movies? I know the difference between my ass and a hole in the ground, and I certainly know the difference between global thermonuclear war and tic-tac-toe. The main difference being I don't play tic-tac-toe. For the record, you don't have an ass. Just saying. <laughs> the aforementioned third host you're hearing is the one and only Conspiracy Bot. Seabot is a robot Brent created in his lab to help with the show, though he mostly sleeps through it when he isn't drinking. Not my fault. You're boring. Seabot is kind of like CNET with a lot less ability and a lot more moxie. Well, let's be honest. You could replace Skynet in that sentence with Blender and it would still hold up. <laughs> True. Anyway, Seabot, are you excited? We're talking about an early 80s video game tonight. I don't know if you know this, John, but he's got a few programmed into him. Hell, I used a board from an old Galaga to get his logic processor working since the incident. I would be more excited if I didn't have to listen to you two dumb asses go back and forth all night about who had the highest score on Dig Dug. It was me, by the way. Well, good news, Seabot. You don't have to listen to us go back and forth on that all night. For the record, it was me. I, I had the highest score on Dig Dug. Oh, I, shit. <coughs> it wasn't even close. 
But that is not the point of tonight's episode. Brent, we are here to talk about Polybius. Polybius, or Polybius, if you don't know how to fucking read and <laughs> pronounce shit correctly. I hear a lot of people say, oh, have you ever heard of Polybius? I'm like, uh... Would you say a lot of people? You go to the bars and... I, I, not a week goes by that I'm not sitting <laughs> in some random bar. Hey, man, you ever heard of Polybius? Is that some new adhesive from the government? <laughs> Oh, this is a fun story, and it kind of hits close to home with me, John. I'm, no, her name a, is Polly. Oh. Polly Bias. I've been in an arcade aficionado, uh, I guess you could say, for a, a, quite a long time. I was the guy that as soon as I had my own house or my own place, I had full-size arcade games. I, I grew up watching Silver Spoons. Is that what you told your parents when you were stealing $5 bills out of there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm an arcade aficionado. <laughs> and then I, I worked at electronics for years. That's what I did before podcasting became my thing. And I even worked for Namco, the gaming company. Pac-Man was my boss for quite some time. What kind of boss was he? Uh, round. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like going little, to lunch with him? A little bit nippy. <laughs> I, I, uh, I tell you, it's it was it was fun. You get to see. Would you, would you say from working in the industry that you became good at video games? Uh, no, I would say the you working fifty thousand on Double Dragon. No, I would. Could say, you score fifty thousand on Double Dragon? No, I would say the working in the industry, just like anything else, you get to loathe and hate it. And you know, I loved playing video games, and then I'd come home and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I've looked at these all day. I don't feel like ever touching them. And I tell you what, I do hate crane machines. Like, I've seen enough of those in my life to put my own eyes out. Like a Greek tragedy! Polybius! <laughs> is, that, is that why the original prototype for uh, Conspiracy Bot had a crane arm on it? Yeah, because I had access to all the parts. <laughs> and it works about as well. Is he good at work? No, no, he dropped no, it. No, he dropped it. The only thing dropped was you two on your heads. So, it's fun. I, I, I imagine people have heard of Polybius the game, but maybe not. Had you had you heard of this before I suggested this as a topic? Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd, uh, I'd heard, loosely heard of it. I'd heard the word before, and I'm not obviously I'm not talking about the what was he Greek? Yeah, the Greek philosopher, yeah. historian, uh, historian. Whatever you want to call um, it. Uh, I had heard of the, 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 I guess you'd call it a... You're really into creepy cryptology, po- so, you know, you'd do the, the Polybius cipher. The cipher, no. Yeah. I had heard of the the creepypasta, or the whatever you call this legend. I would call this an urban legend. This yeah. Was, this was pre-pasta. But I wasn't, I wasn't intimately familiar with uh, all of the details. I, thank you, I think, for that. I never forget a pussy. Cat. Let's get into the history in case our listeners at home have never heard of Polybius. So... Let's get out of here, John, and head on the Wayback Machine to the heyday of arcades, 1981. <laughs> You've been working with Seabot. Upgrade to Sansalumina. I wouldn't call that an upgrade. <laughs> I, I think I'm with you. 1981 was the heyday of the, the arcade boom. It was still a new thing. It's pre the 83 gaming crash. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. All in quarters. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but in the early 80s, that industry, you could take the music industry and the film industry, combine them. The video game industry in the early 80s was larger. It's because they were new. It was a place to go. You could go to the arcade. You could get entertainment. You could get drugs. You could get booze if you're underage. I mean, who doesn't want to go there? It's like your house when you're in your early 20s and right by that <laughs> high school. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you know, when, when you're above the pedway. <laughs> 
Well, then, I don't know what to tell you. That's very bad news, Jack, and I look. Uh, I hope you guys make a better decision now, who next was it, time. Who was it that you were living with, and I can't, I can't think of it? Who was it? Who could it possibly be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Say it. <laughs> So what you remember, I mean, we were we were young. Oh, yeah, I was two years old. Of course, I remember. But we we grew up when arcades were still a thing when it's not like now when you got to like hunt down your your retro beer cade like they were everywhere. You could go to Pizza Hut and they had an arcade in there with five to ten games. Oh, yeah. My favorite was, uh, of course, Noah's. Come bust a move where the games are played. It's chill. It's fresh. It's Noah's Arcade. (laughs) Ah, Noah's Arcade. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. So we came along a little bit later, but arcades were definitely still a thing. Um, And all of the games that were really popular uh, during that era were still in the arcades when when we were going to. Half of them are in my basement. You know what? It's funny. We had a, a so were a lot of other things. <laughs> a Red Fox IGA was the the local. I grew up in a town of seven hundred people. I grew up in the country outside of a town of seven hundred people. We had a little IGA, and that was the grocery store. The game that they had in there, one game right next to the slush puppy machine, was Time Soldiers. And I knew that when I grew up, that was the game I wanted. I wanted Time Soldiers because I plinked a hell of a lot of quarters into that game, and now I have it. You knew my base. You knew that when you grow up, that like that was your aspiration. Yeah, like so. You want to be president? There's kids nope. that you know they nope. want to be. You want to be. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to own time soldiers. He chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I got a wife that's way out of my league in a in a basement full of of games. So I think I did okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite game? What was yours? I. So we we talked about we talked about Dig Dug earlier. That one holds a special place in my heart. Um, it, I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but when I was when I was little, we uh, we had an Atari twenty six hundred at my grandparents' of house. Course, yeah. My grandfather that was, was my first system twenty six hundred. Uh, my grandfather was legally blind, but he would play uh, Dig Dug until uh, like three in the morning because he couldn't sleep, and oh, he wow. he literally mastered the first. 10 levels or so to where he would get all of the points. He knew the exact route to run where he could get all of the points available on the stage. And so I I became a big fan of, of dig dug. Um, but you know, as far as what I actually would play in the arcade, I I mean, I Galaga, it's really hard to beat for me. I tell you what I remember. I remember to this day, the first time I ever saw dragon's lair and it was 50 cents. And I'm like, what? 50 cents. And that thing, I'm like, I am playing this, and I lasted <laughs> four and a half seconds, and I was dead. Yeah, it's like, like your sex life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank Fuck you. both of you. So, I just remember how hard that game was, and now, now you can go through and just memorize, you know, left, right, up, down, which, you know, every scene, and, and kind of plow through it fast. But at the time, that blew my socks off. Yeah, yeah, it, it was very cool, because it, it was... Uh it was a breakthrough in graphics back then. There was only like two types of graphics. There was vector mm-hmm. and there was uh what was the other kind? Yeah. You had raster and vector raster is think of like your pixelated uh, style. And then you had your vector monitors, which used Lines. fucking laser beams and everything was polygon. And you know, one of those, because it is drastic. If you ever played the old star Wars battle zone, shit like that, Tempest was a style, you know, and it's very um, sharp and bright, but not a lot of detail. It's just lines. It's it's polygons. Li- Everything's yeah. polygons. Um, 
An- another one, another one of my favorites from uh, from that era. I I played the living crap out of Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol was that game you could pick up and you're automatically okay. Yeah, like you can get through a little bit. It was a lot of fun. Another one I loved, Burger Time. Oh Just yeah, a fucking blast. It, 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 Burger Time was all over the place. Uh, uh, and pole position. Spy Hunter on yeah. the arcade was a lot of fun because yes. that was an actual driver driver that was fun. And I loved like, the hated, driver that you could sit in. I didn't like pole position because I didn't think it was like I didn't think the controls were that good. I thought Spy Hunter the controls were a lot of fun. I'm also a big. You could shoot. Well, that's true. Drive and shoot. Even to this day, I love shoot 'em ups. Any shoot 'em ups, like because that's another one that you can just hop in and start playing. That you're not, you know, another fun. You're not going to get through fucking Donkey Kong's first level. Chances are, the average game of Donkey Kong's ass lasts what, like eight seconds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But a shoot 'em up, you can kind of play for a little bit. Another fun one, especially for collectors. Um, Tapper. So it started oh, yeah. out as a uh, it started out as a Budweiser game. Budweiser and then it became Root Beer Tapper. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so all the collectors really want the Budweiser mm-hmm. version because they're they're more rare. There's a there's a big resurgence of uh, all across the country. It has been for the last few years of arcade bars. You go Chicago in Chicago is a mecca, man. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. You go in, you you don't really a lot of them you don't even have to pay for the games, but you you know, the beers are ten bucks. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, the uh, and they're one of their favorite games to feature is Tapper, the Budweiser version. Mm-hmm. They go out and find that. And of course there's there's the obligatory it's it's never Pac-Man, it's always Miss Pac-Man. I guess they sold a lot more of those. Miss Pac-Man's actually a better game. Um if you guys if you're in the Chicagoland area, we're gonna we're gonna highlight a couple local places there's two i want to talk about level 257 which is the level after the last level of pac-man is an arcade bar owned by my former employer namco you can go in there and it's all the namco games classic games plus newer games and they actually have one set up it starts at pac-man level 255 so it's the one before the last level and if you get past that one you can go to pac-man's last level the one that half the screen is garbled and it's just you know, numbers and letters and shit. It's awesome that you can actually check that out. See that. Yeah. Yeah. The other. And if you're in Chicago and you like gaming, the one you should check out galloping ghosts arcade. It's 10 minutes from my house. The largest arcade in the world. Brent's address is 20. Shut shut up. Shut up. (laughs) He's always trying to give your address away. (laughs) You know, they'll probably just come and take you. In that case, everyone, his address is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like 600 games every Monday. They add a new game. So at least 52 new games every year. There are the other thing that they have there is they, they're friends with all these these Midway and all the big gaming companies in Chicago. They give them prototypes. There's like 70 some games there that that's the only place in the world you can play them. They've got shit like Beavis and Butthead. Primal Rage 2. No one's got fucking I didn't Primal even know Rage that was a thing. Yeah. Well, they got the prototype. And just and just tons of shit like that. So but you know what they don't have, John? Polybius. That, that was a great segue. I'm impressed. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> Those night courses are really paying off. We warped back to where we're supposed to be. But I'll tell you where did have Polybius, at least people say, Suburban Portland. People say there was one game for a short time that everyone needed to play. Limited release. Uh, it's a Portlandia thing. You just wouldn't You understand. wouldn't get it. Yeah. The game was in a plain looking dark cabinet. 
the gameplay was abstract. He used puzzles and flashing lights, but they said it was kind of like Tempest, but there was a puzzle aspect. If you're not familiar with Tempest, you're a ship and you're going along a geometric pattern. It was a vector sh- game. It was a vector game and you're shooting the things that are coming at you. And it used flashing lights, changing patterns, an incredibly fast-paced game. People actually said that when you play it, you're like, well, this kind of fucking sucks, but I must keep playing. I must play again. Yeah, they said it was just incredibly, incredibly addictive, John. And- Jimmy! Watch the mushrooms! What the fuck do you need to watch the mushrooms for? So if you haven't noticed, we uh, Conspiracy Bats put in a few a few drops from one of the best video game movies, The Wizard. I'm sorry, one of the best video game advertisements, The Wizard. Or should I just say one of the best movies ever, <laughs> yeah, The or, Wizard. Or the one of the longest commercials ever, The <laughs> Wizard. <laughs> um, what is Bo Bridges yelling about? Watch out for the mushrooms. You're supposed to get mushrooms. Now, we were actually talking about this before... I couldn't remember if the the bad mushroom, the blue mushroom that kills you, was in three or not. You said it's no, not. No, 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 no. Literally, they're at the. He runs up. They're at the very beginning of Super Mario Brothers three. He's trying to just get a mushroom to get big. Watch it. <laughs> Maybe he wants to make sure he's watching where it goes. Don't lose it. Don't lose it, Jimmy. Juke it, Jimmy. Juke. No, it's 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 just literally like an old man not knowing what's happening in a video game. Uh, I and gotcha. It's like hey, give that old Bo, man give, was probably like thirty four. Give Bo Bridges a line about. Give Bo Bridges a line about video games. Yeah, right. It's like earlier in the movie when they're playing Mega Man, um, two and, player, and he's trying to. Uh, <laughs> Fred Savage and his is and Jimmy are trying to uh, hustle money out of the girl. And uh, it's kind of a montage of Jimmy playing Mega Man and winning, and it shows her, and she can't believe that he's doing so well. And then it shows the guy behind the counter, and it flips to him, and he's leaning over, watching. He's 65 years old. He doesn't understand what's happening in Mega Man in 1989. You should play that Blinky Man good, little boy. (laughs) How'd you know how to beat the Saw Man? (laughs) Uh, So most of the details on Polybius, they change slightly. But the ones everyone agrees on are the name, the year, and the company it was released. So Polybius, as we've said, 1981, we said kind of like the heyday of video games. Sinus Lotion. Sinus Lotion. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like something you need a cream to get rid of. It, or it sounds like a cream. Mm, Sinus Lotion. It's like there's a really pretty girl in a silhouette. Sinus Lotion. It's like, it's like, oh, dude. Eau de Toilette, Sinus Lotion. If you've ever been out on the beach too long, you come back with dry and cracked heels, just try some Sinus Lotion. Sinus Lotion. (laughs) Turns out Sinus Lotion is actually sort of a word. Um, It's like, uh, you ever... It's like asking me to pronounce something in German and that's the way it comes out. No, it's like if you decided you were going to write a German book, but you were going to do it only with Google Translate. Yeah! Yeah, um, or you had like a like I'm saying a basic, very basic understanding, and you're like, all right, yeah, I want to, I want to form my own word. Well, you tried. Really, that sounds just like any other game, except for those side effects we were talking about: sickness, amnesia. That's a hell of a side effect. Night terrors, behavioral changes, and mind control. Sounds like modern games, actually. <laughs> like, what? What fuck time is it? Oh shit. <laughs> What, when was I supposed to get married? World of Warcraft. People claim to have lost jobs. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I played World of Warcraft for, oh, I don't know, way too fucking long. <laughs> How long did I play? About 60 pounds. <laughs> I was going to say the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> so what could cause this? Well, here's where it gets weird. 
people say that it wasn't an accident. This was actually a black project. This is also where we start to sound like ancient aliens. <laughs> people. But wait, there's more. <laughs> so it's developed from military tech for the CIA. Maybe the men in black. Or someone else. They're not quite sure. So the machines were observed, some say constantly, and gameplay records were collected by men in black suits leaving all the coins. I guess they like had printouts or some shit that told them information on what was going on. And after a month or so... And this, all- is, this is my first red flag. What, was there a dot matrix printer in there? You would have heard that damn thing. All right. All right, guys. I'm playing Polybius. Hey, wait. What? what, what, what what's? Wait, oh, um, good job. Oh, high score. Just because I made it to level three, what is that sound? Oh, wait, wait. Watch out for the mushroom, son. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Oh. Excuse me, son. <laughs> he had a crisp black suit on. That was odd. After a month or so, they say all the Polybius cabinets disappeared overnight without notice or warning with all evidence that they ever existed gone. So to this day, no cabs, boards, ROMs, anything have shown up that can be authenticated. But don't let that stop people from claiming that they have them all the fucking time. People will go on. There's KLOV is killer list of video games. KLOV is the killer list of video games. You can go on there. You can go on Reddit. There are there are people all over on there saying, oh, no, I played it. I, I have a I have a board. I have one. And here's a picture of it. But when it comes time to fucking fish or cut bait, they 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 tend to to hop off the the thread and. No and I'm gonna need there. you to put them way up inside your butthole. <laughs> Is that where they're keeping them? Yeah, they're smuggling them. And the ones that usually do show pictures, it's proven to be a fake. You Google pictures of it, and they're just other boards. Like well, that's a Pac-Man board, and you just change the chip, and it's this Polybius it's on there. Like that's stupid. You're clever. Fuck, I had a Polybius marquee on my multi-cade that I had originally. Now I've changed it, and I have a custom one. Well, I guess Polybius was custom, too. But that was the original one that I had on there because I thought it was cool. Ooh. And then everyone's like, I know what the fuck is that. So I was like, oh. <laughs> you should have put up a little plaque explaining yeah. it. So it's a hell of a story. Kind of what you said it was a creepypasta or earlier than there ever was creepypasta. It's one of those internet urban legends or an urban legend pre-internet. And any urban legend, whether there's a creepypasta or anything, has to be good to stand the test of time. And this one has. But if it's a hoax, who started it? Like, who could have been the one to say, oh, I, I've seen this. And why would other people latch onto that and go, yeah, no, I remember it, too. <laughs> other than them. Oh, oh, other than them. So we're going to get into that and who some of the culprits or suspects might be. We come back from the break with more Hysteria 51. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, That's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really 
get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient, and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. His fifty one listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rush your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rush <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. working on it doesn't get old 
All right, Hysteria Nation, welcome back. When we left you, we were talking Polybius, the game that supposedly was in suburban Portland in 1981. The men in black would collect data, and when you played it, you wanted to go off yourself and had night terrors and amnesia and all sorts of fun shit that everyone wants to experience while playing a game, and then it vanished, and it's stuck in the... Your mind might have been controlled. Yeah, it's stuck in the... Great job. The whole, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the mind of... of the zeitgeist? Zeitgeist, yeah. It's it's the story that won't go away. Has it been here that whole time? And where did it come from? Well, that's what we're going to explore in the second half. Nolan Bushnell. Of this. <laughs> Just throw his name out whenever. Nolan I, Bushnell. I, oh, I thought you were asking me. where did it, I, That's my guess. <laughs> for those of you playing at home that don't know who he is, Atari. The founder of Atari. There you go. What better way to dominate your competition than to say they're trying to control your mind? <laughs> they will. They, you play their games, it will make you nauseous and make you try to kill yourself. So let's try to actually figure out where this comes from. So let's talk details of the game, break it down a little bit, see if we can figure it out. Because you know what, John? If anyone can figure it out, it's us. Do I need to officially say that I don't really think that Nolan Bushnell did that? No, no, I think they know that. The okay. guy likes to party. Robot. That was Nolan Bushnell, not Conspiracy Bot. Same difference. <laughs> I don't think. Whatever. So, the name Polybius, or Polybius, if you're a knuckle-dragger. Greek historian. Also, as we said, there is the the Polybius cipher. I say Polybius, and then I want to say it the next time I say it. My own worst enemy. It's like Lay's potato chips. Uh, the the Polybius cipher is a real simple cipher. It's just letters based on numbers. Yeah, it's like a grid pattern. You yeah. know, you lay it out. Poly means many. Bias means life. So many lives. Hell of a name for a video game. So what you're saying is that Polybius was actually an early version of Contra with a Konami code. Yeah, you just didn't need to put the code in. Right. The code was money. That's my favorite <laughs> code. Um, it's... Put in a quarter, you can use a mulligan. Yeah, I'll do that. But that brings up a, a very important question. Remember the quarter the quarter rule next up? You put a quarter mm-hmm. up on the game. Did you ever see that violated? No. I never no. did. I can't think of many rules in life, like like social norms, social rules, that I... That, I, mean, well, I, I've I seen, gotta tell you. I've seen people cut in line. Aladdin's Castle in Springfield kept people honest. <laughs> you don't <laughs> fuck with the blue jackets or they kick you out quick. Well, but it's not even an official rule. It's not like posted somewhere. You're right, you... though. People will fuck you in a line. God forbid you try to like, cut you off in traffic. Yeah, but you don't fuck with a quarter. You, if, if someone puts a quarter up, that is law. I tell you who would fuck you and try to jump in line in front of you. The same guy who uses Eddie Gordo when playing Tekken. Fuck that guy. I he that like I don't know why you're making inside jokes during the podcast. I use Tekken. Eddie, I use Eddie Gordo sometimes that is when exactly, we play. That when we play Tekken volumes. It, it's it speaks that I'm better than you at the video game. No, that speaks. All that says is I don't know how I, to play I, this I, game. I, so you I'll know just what? Use I beat guy. you when I used Jack. I beat you when I. <laughs> Go on. I, I beat you when I use harangue. I, I mean, we we it, taught John early on that if he loses, that's the way he wins. So because he's a fair, he's well, a fair I'm sport. not like missing the left side of my brain. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just tried to entertain you. You are a worthy opponent. <laughs> so whoever named it, getting back to the Polybius, had a little bit of knowledge of history or cryptography because. They didn't just pull that out of a hat. It fits in nicely. Sinus lotion. 
John, you kind of touched on this earlier. It's German, but it's incorrect grammar. Yeah, I mean, it's it's close, sort of. I, I mean, if you what's look, it mean? If you looked up the word, if you looked up sinuslotion, it sort of would mean to erase, and it sort of would mean senses, like sinus and slotion, to erase the senses, or a, a, another way to, to say it would be senseless. Um, so it's but similar it, but it's to the like side the, effects. It would be the wrong way to say it. it yeah. It, it's, but it is similar to the side effects of said game. Correct. Here's the problem with sinuslotion. There's no trace of the company records, and no other games have ever been attributed to it. Now, here's the other thing. When you look up Polybius, there's one pick that's kind of the the gospel. Everyone says this is real. It's the logo screen that people swear by. It's a large Polybius logo. It's a bubble logo. Polybius is kind of a teal color. And it's unlike any other 1981 games. The reason why is in 1981, arcades were still young. They needed all of the memory on the board to run the game. So that means the logo was usually yeah, ki- written ki- real small, just like all the other writing on there. Kilobytes were hard to come by. Yeah. And and you needed every one of them for the actual programming of the game. You weren't going to take them up with those big fancy logos. Now, skip ahead just two short years, 1983, and all of a sudden logos are gigantic because they'd actually literally made leaps and bounds in the gaming industry as far as technology went. But in 1981, this was unheard of. And the font you look at outside of the bubble Polybius on the Cinesolution. Right. So if you're, if you're trying to figure out who could have made the game, who yeah, you'll, could have you'll look at the been font. in on it with the government. Well, it matches most closely to Williams. And there's actually one game that it almost matches up with, and it's Bubbles. It's an obscure game, though. So that's sound from Bubbles. Um, if you've ever played Bubbles, it's a really weird game. You're inside of like a sink, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you're a, a bubble trying to kind of clean the sink <laughs> and pick up bugs and other pieces of dirt. It's really weird. I don't know. The, you could say they're scrubbing bubbles. Yeah, I mean, mm. it, go rip off a bong and play it for a few hours. You'll have some fun, I guess. <laughs> so this pig's been around as long as a myth, and the reason for the color of the bubble letters and all that shit, everything comes from this one picture. The point being, if you compare Bubbles, the logo, to the Polybius logo... Just the you, font. You, one might be led to believe that if Polybius is not real, that perhaps they borrowed from the Bubbles logo. Or if it is real, they used that font, or maybe Williams had some hand in the game. To choose your own adventure on that one, John. So the screen grab is not vector, it's rasters we talked about. It's not just bright laser polygons, but some people swear it was a vector game. So as we said, the vector graphics, the display projects images using an electron beam and it draws these shit that is very straight line. It's not the pixelated like you see in a raster. And everything is geometrical. Uh, Think Gravatar, Battlezone, Star Wars. I think that wasn't Star Wars uh, the the arcade. Wasn't that the first one with like an actual scoring, like like scoring from the movie? Yeah, it had actually really good sound, and you can go to here's another plug for Galloping Ghost and play that game right now. And if you have that game at home, it's worth quite a bit of money. It's awesome, and it has an awesome like TIE fighter joystick thing that you get to fly with. It's awesome. I don't know what you want to call it. Plug for modern day arcades. If you go to your local, I don't know, Dave and Busters, or there's a, there's a place here in Chicago called FTW. They have the, uh, the new one, the, 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 the level two fifty seven. Um, yeah. What's it called? Star, Star Wars, Wars pod pod 
battle pod or something mm-hmm. like that. That thing is immersive. It, it they have the, the exact same surrounds you. They and, have the exact same game, and it's like F eighteen striking. It's the same pod, different game. And a lot of fun. It, it is. Uh, it is. The, the sound is all around you. You. I mean, if if that thing was actually on hydraulics and it moved, you would feel like you were in inside the game. Level two fifty seven. Got it. About the third person get it. Turn that baby on. Just pukes everywhere because it feels like you're moving around. So that's fun. Leave it to Brent to kill a story with a puke story. <laughs> anyway, as I said, people say that it was, a lot of people said it was a vector game, and I think that's because they said it, it was similar to Tempest, but it was not. If we are to believe that this one pick was actually from the game, it was not a vector game. So where's the proof that the game existed, John? Well, people always come forward saying that they have the boards, the ROMs, then nothing actually comes from it. And there's no shortage of gameplay, but it's all fan-made. No one's ever shown themselves actually playing, and it's been proven. Because if you did, the amount of money you could get for this game is probably astronomical. Well, there's no proof, because if you did play it, you become a mindless zombie. That is true. Thank you for setting me straight there. So you can download a plethora of fan-made versions. And most are puzzle versions of Tempest or Star Castle. Some of them are actually a lot of fun. And in 2013, at the Retro Gaming Expo, you could even get an Atari 2600 fan-made cart. That's fun. The other thing is, there's a lot of people that say they've played this game. Where can you find it? Well, head over to Reddit or KLOV, the killer list of video games. They're out there, and most of them are fucking lame asses. Like, oh, yeah, I did it. Yeah, prove it. No, fuck you. You prove it. There's also fuck your mom. No, fuck your mom. That's you've ever been on a fucking forum. That's that's <laughs> way cleaner than most of the shit that they talk about. Uh, if you go on YouTube, there's some there's some videos. Obviously, people claiming that they they're sneaking into you know uh, various arcades and they found Polybius and you know they started up and uh, they're all just scare videos. But, you give you send a horse. I don't think it means what you think it means. I think that it's actually, you know, the government. They're 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 sticking it to the man, John. Oh, okay. No, you're right. They are scare videos. Like we're gonna turn it on, and someone jumps out and screams at them. That's the worst shit. Don't get your scares from that. Get your scares from suspense. That's where a real scare comes. That's why I don't like a lot of the newer horror. Jumping isn't scaring someone; it's startling someone. Right. You know, you can be startled from a fucking four year old. You know, like, oh, I didn't know you're there. But to 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 have that, I guess this isn't the horror hour, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Get your scares from unprotected sex. <laughs> you heard it first. I would have make that into a clip. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> would you like to ride the bone train? <laughs> <laughs> He's earning that plug in today. He's getting his power. So arcades, the other thing is they did host beta games. So they said, well, it's only in Portland. That's not unheard of. It's not a far fetch to think that it was a failed beta. You can go, as we talked about, to Galloping Goes and other places and play several games. Go to Richie Knuckles Arcade. He's got a ton of them. People love that dude. You can go. You can play games there that you can't play at anywhere else in the world. Beta games aren't out of the question. So one off thing gone is not out of the question at all. But why the government swing to this? Are they in some fucking warehouse boxed up somewhere in some big pile of fucking boxes? Where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, right? Yeah, fucking Indiana Jones style. Exactly. Wouldn't you have? Oh, that had been fucking awesome if, well, I guess it was way too early. But when in 
on that show Warehouse, and I didn't watch it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know what it was. But it would be awesome if in the back there was like a Polybius machine just unplugged in a a pile, (laughs) or like three or four of them. That would be an awesome little nod. Sadly, I guess sadly, I guess I shouldn't say sadly because supposedly these, you know, fucked with people's minds, but. Or killed them. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy this story. Few names have been tied whoa, to this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fast forward to the end. No, I'm just telling you, John, I'm, I'm going I'm to lay some names on you. A few have been tied as the originator, and one stands above all the others is likely culprit, but some are worth mentioning. We got a few names here. Stephen Roach, active on retro gamer forums, and he claimed in 2006 to be one of the original programmers. Look at this fucking story. He said he started Cinesotion in '78 in the Czech Republic with other partners. Well, that's where all games, all good games, start. Is the Czech? Everyone Republic. knows it's the the home of humor and gaming. The Czech Republic. Yep. He claimed the Czech PCB company was approached by an unnamed South American company to develop an arcade for the Pacific Northwest. That makes it a global fucking conspiracy. Unfortunately, side effects happen, and his story, here's where it breaks out, it's poorly written, it's obviously fake, it doesn't add up, he can't answer any questions, but it's fun nonetheless. I mean, that's- You got 50,000 on Double Dragon? <laughs> so he also got 50,000 on Double Dragon, that's what gives it some legitimacy. Mama don't like tattletales. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, at least he's out there trying to give this story some legs, It's it's funny at least. You got another name, and this guy, I like him. He's got some class. Christopher Oliver Windler, a.k.a. Cyber Yogi. Wait, why does he have class? Just because he goes by three names? No. No, he's got class because he's a teacher of Logologi, the first cyber religion, the actually documented first cyber religion. It is one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world. You got to understand the people that are involved in this are hardcore gamers. This is the internet earlier on around 2000 when not as many people were on and these are hardcore gamers and they're like, I've never heard of this, never seen it. I don't buy it. This has to be this Christopher Oliver Windler, AKA cyber Yogi. You got to say it like that every time. Christopher Oliver Windler, AKA cyber Yogi. They pinned it on him. He's German. Number one. Oh, done. But he denies it completely. Could you it, uh, could you give me a quote um, uh, using his accent? Hey, hoo-hoo. Um, uh, just I didn't well, hey, make what, this what, game. What's your name? Oh, G.A. Christopher Oliver Windler, a.k.a. Sabo Yogi. Oh, hoo-hoo. Hey, Perfect. Uh, you want to pray with me? I got a religion over here. <laughs> oh, did I tell you about Munich this time of year? Mm. Oh, the, the streusel. This Bavarian bitch and me, we're going to get it on later. Great job. And why, if he was fucking German, Johnny, you got to ask yourself, why would he mangle Sinuslotion? Wouldn't he be able to actually pronounce it correctly? Why is German at all? Well, not, he, no, no, not, not pronounce it. Just just use just, the right just verbiage. Just figure it out. Yeah. Why not use why use German at all if you didn't want to get caught? And here's the reason why people actually pin it on him. He was known for pranks online. Well, he that's do like, the whole stupid fucking thing about this. But you wouldn't name your company that is doing mind control <laughs> calling it mind control. Right. But the thing is, he always did April Fool's gags and shit like that. He always came clean. Every time. Every time this guy was known for him. He's never said he'd done this. To this day, he says, I had nothing to fucking do with this. And then 
how did he get an entry on coinop.org who only lists real games? Why am I bringing up coinop.org, John? Well, that's Do kind tell. of that's kind of important. The final Are you name, foreshadowing, Brent? I might be. I might be. The final name took some digging. We owe a huge thank you to Stuart Brown, best known for the YouTube channel Ahoy. And he blew this wide open recently, just within the last few weeks. After, this story. This, after you finish listening to this podcast, don't hit pause now. Uh, if you want to learn more about Polybius, go watch his YouTube video on the subject. Yeah, it is amazing. A-H-O-Y, Ahoy. Go look it up. It's really good. So supposedly this game came out in 1981 and was talked about for years. If that's, so, that's the story. If so, where is the paper trail? Well, Stewart searched Internet archives back as far as they go. He also searched book and magazine and when archives. when we say search, we don't just mean Google searching. I mean, this guy knows no, he, how, all knows how the to, site records. Everything has been. He knows how all that crazy shit that your uncle who dun, knows dun, a guy dun, who knows dun, a guy. Dun, 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 he knows how dun, to do that real stuff. Right. That, like get into registries and 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 get into websites in, in ways that you and I don't understand. And 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 that. And that one guy who you knew in college understood and who's still doing it to this day, but he's making a lot more money and you're not exactly sure how he's doing it. This guy understands how to do all of that. <laughs> so what did he find out? Well, Polybius comes up often. It was never in reference to the game. It was always in reference to the Greek dude. So in all of the research he did in, in, in from the year, uh, well, from the year the Internet started. Yeah. But we'll call it 1981. There is no mention of the video game Polybius anywhere online or in print in any searchable form anywhere until February 6th of the year 2000. Nothing in the 80s, nothing in the 90s. Zero. Yeah, so that's the year that the game was added to Coinock coinop.org's website as a game. Now, if you go look at the listing, it actually it says um, that that post was added it lists the database edition as as uh february of 1998 sometime in 1998 yeah but every other game is also listed at that exact that was same like date what, that was like a save state and it just got added to all the pages correct when they when they re-updated re the registry yeah. so it was actually first put in there as far as anyone can fucking prove February 6th of the year 2000. The spooky story was laid out, and on CoinUp, there was a request for more information. That's it. That's the first time it was ever talked about that anyone can prove. And even, even if our internet sleuth, Stuart Brown, is wrong, and it actually was on the internet in 1998, that is still 17 years mm -hmm. after it supposedly happened, being the first mention of it anywhere. And then it sits dormant for about three years. But in 2003, GamePro magazine does a piece called Secrets and Lies, and it just so happens to include Polybius and its crazy story. Now you're thinking, well, GamePro's got to know shit. Where did they come up with it? Well, because they were tipped off the story by a man named Kurt Collar. Who is Kurt Collar, Brent? Well, he just so happens to be the owner of CoinOp.org. The very person who published that. Yeah, he calls me and goes, hey, man, I know about this crazy game. You can go to CoinOp.org. There's even an entry about it. And it's this urban legend, blah, blah, blah. And the guy that wrote the GamePro article is quoted as saying, yeah, when I was writing the article, I thought he might be taking me for a ride, but it made for a good article. And he still had, like, he still had the proof of when he had called the guy. These guys were 
they're crazy keeping they do better than most of the police that we <laughs> that we talk about they keep their they keep damn their keystone shit. game pro article writers right? after that game pro article though it spread like wildfire wikipedia published about it in 04 countless stories on the net and forums magazines there's countless shit on reddit the classic urban legend pre creepy pasta was born really out of that game pro magazine because that was the one that put it in everyone's conscious game pro was a huge huge entity at that point in time and here's another kicker when kurt decided to spread the coin op website he offered it in german because he speaks some german though he might not but be not fluent. fluently so it makes sense that if he's making this shit up he might have misspelled sinuslotion and the other thing is who can add shit to coin ops who can add that game only kurt he's the only person who can add it admin so yeah. why the fuck would he do it well i mean to drive traffic i would think to his website don't you I mean, why else would he it makes for a, it, it salacious stories generate traffic and it's a hell of a story and he denies it but bullshit this dude started and hats off to him it's a badass story he denies it but he's also really dodgy when he denies it yeah well he actually says go and read that page it is written very specifically and one of the words on there is misspelled, but if you look on Wikipedia, the Wikipedia entry had a misspelling. Someone corrected the misspelling, and it was actually Kurt. You can see where he has his own account on Wikipedia and changed it, but left the other Le- word. Leaving some some people to think that if you use the aforementioned Polybius cipher. Or some sort of cipher. Uh, to, you could you could look at that entry, and it actually is has a hidden meaning. So... Stuart, who we talked about with his Ahoy page on YouTube, you can watch all his videos. He tried to figure out, John and I spent some time, we went through some some cipher databases trying to come up with something. We don't have any, fuck, I don't have any clue. I do, I'm just not going to tell. <laughs> so, if you ask him, he goes, no, no, it was on that site pre-2000. There's no proof for that. The domain registry was dated back to 1998, like he said, that's, that's horse shit. Am I 100% sure that he made this? No, but I'm 99% sure it is. I mean, with shit like MKUltra, it's not far-fetched to believe something like this could happen, do you think? No, fuck no. Do I think it's far-fetched to believe that a video game could could be associated with mind control? I, I, I do. That that's. Do I think that it would be awkward for the government to use shit like that to, to test us? No, I don't believe that I, in one second. I do. I don't think they're going to put it out into the wild like that. I just don't. They didn't. They put it out into Portlandia. <laughs> that, that's the extra wild. Somewhere that same guy that giggles at all the stupid shit you say is like, <laughs> good, good. Hey, call me, <laughs> whoever you are. I want to talk. Everyone note at home, he's still laughing at his own joke right now. I laugh now. at my own joke at all times because I'm awesome. Inconceivable. Of course. It's, it's, it's impossible to say no for certain. The burden of proof is always on the storyteller. But it's safe to assume it's just a myth, but it's a hell of a fun myth, John. I mean, uh, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think it's out of line for anything. The fucking government tested chemicals on people. Why would it be weird for them to test a game just to see if it can make people sick? So they'll spray us with DEET and like, come play in it, children. And look at those clouds up there. Is that a chemtrail? Ooh, who knows? But you don't think they would put a game into a place just to see. Now, 
I don't believe this. This guy made it up, as we said. But this whole kind of story doesn't blow. No, you know. you're, you're missing my point. I'm not saying that they wouldn't do it for like they have some sort of moral or ethical issue against it. I'm saying they wouldn't do it because they wouldn't let their hardware just sit there in case somebody some. That's why the men in some, black watched it at some all times. Cowboy wanted to come along and start pulling it Those apart. Fucking cowboys. <laughs> Um, Howdy, partner. Mind if I take a look at your game? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I meant. That's exactly what oh, I meant. Hey, oh, I'm a cowboy. It's the first time euphemism's ever been used in this show, and I appreciate you calling me out on it. <laughs> Keep me on the straight and narrow, Brent. The, the point of this whole thing is... Oh, was I going to finish my opinion? Or no, did... because no one actually cares. The point of this whole and thing... And now we get back to what Brent really thinks. <laughs> You're looking at this story, though, and it doesn't matter if we don't actually believe this or not. Obviously, this Kirk guy came up with this, but history isn't what happened. It's what people say happened. There are tons of people that are going to go, no, man, I played that game. And I think it's true that you can tell yourself that you fucking did something until you're blue in the face. And one day you actually might fucking believe it yourself. People are crazy. And the other thing is people love attention and people are fucking trolls. And all those things feed into one another and shit goes crazy and that's why that's why there's so many people going no the earth really is flat and no this is that and the other so this will never die that kirk guy could come out tomorrow and say i really did do this and people be like that's not true this guy's just a fucking fame whore the vestiges of this are probably born in in truth the you know there there are warnings nowadays in in most video games for uh you know lots of flashing lights causing causing seizures and early 80s games caused epileptic was, seizures like was, crazy there were there was you know numerous there have been numerous instances of uh you know two different people uh in the early 80s died uh while playing berserk they they actually both had uh coincidentally congenital heart failure um and, and, and i got a bad ticker and i'm going for the title <laughs> so you know they they it, it, so th- those things happened and so you know that you have that lore hanging out there, which is just ripe for some sort of legend or 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 story to come along to kind of play off that. And that's exactly what got played off here. It didn't happen until two thousand. I don't. I don't think the the U.S. government was going to was going to take a, a random arcade cabinet, throw it into an arcade, and go. Oh, let's see what happens. <laughs> I, I don't think that happened. Uh, no, I we know that they would. It, it's a fun story. It uh, it it. Did not take place, but it will always be in the in the urban legend and myth category that goes along with the um, with the the pantheon of things in in the world of the arcade lover. I went cross-eyed just listening to that last couple sentences you threw out uh, because everything you said made so much sense today. up to this point so far. I, yeah, it's like we said, it's a story that's not going to die. But it's a fun one, and it's a fun one to have out there. Who gives a shit? It's not hurting anyone, I guess, other than those people that get found out to be liars and frauds. And, and if you're some idiot that's like, I bought a Polybius board, and you turn it on, and it's fucking Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> I think you got it coming. So those are our thoughts. What are your thoughts? Had you ever heard of this? Had you any heard of any other things like this? Any other games that are nefarious? I mean, look, there was movies about this shit back in the day. Remember the one with, um, what the hell was the one with uh, Emilio Estevez, where he got pulled in the game? Not Tron. I mean, of course, Tron, you know, the games that, you know, do shit like that. Fuck, I can't even think of it. I don't know. And then there was Brain Scan. I mean, the, the games, which were the Boogeyman, and then 
the government, which is everyone's favorite boogeyman, you know, throw them down the fucking rabbit hole. It just makes for a good story. <laughs> How can they let us know their thoughts on this, John? Hop on Hysteria Nation. Get on Facebook, search Hysteria Nation, and join the discussion. Also, Twitter, at Hysteria51Pod. Find us on Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. Let us know what you're thinking, but even easier way to let us know what you're thinking, give us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. Again, that's 773-669-7277. Call in. We want to hear your stupid ideas, your fun ideas, your dumb ideas. You can beg like JP from Just Paranormal to have... <laughs> To have Seabot bag his wife. I'm still looking to collect on that. (laughs) (laughs) And we're installing a camera on Seabot because of that last call. So that's fun. It's a VHS. (laughs) It's got to be period specific. Also, where can they get some Hysteria 51 swag? Tpublic.com. Search Hysteria 51. All kinds of fun t-shirts and designs to get whatever your heart desires. You can also get cell phone cases and wall plaques and, I mean... Tattoos. Toilet paper. Hey, tattoos. That's I, I, I would get toilet paper with Seabot's image on it. Ow! <laughs> did, my, did my mic just shock me? Oops. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't worry about that, John. That seems normal. Don't worry about that. Yeah, not, n- nothing to worry about at all. The other thing that we want to let you guys know is tell a friend about the show. Let them know. Get people listening. Add your friends to Hysteria Nation and hop on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating, if you will, because it really helps us. But write the review while you're there. It makes people find the show. We love it. Go home. Play your video games. Maybe one of them will give you superpowers or, I don't know, make you... Make you... Make you throw up. One of the two. Yeah, nauseous, I guess. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.